Hello, all you beautiful people out there. Welcome to the Brazilian Beat. This is episode 71. Join us as we get to know the Brazilian percussion and music making community one interview at a time. And this is Courtney. This is Diana. Hello. Hi, how are you? I'm okay. How are you doing? Doing all right. I wish summer would start in Portland, but you know, (laughs) it's cold. It doesn't really matter because I'm inside all the time. (laughs) Yeah, right. That's true. But yeah, it would be nice if it were a little bit sunnier. That's true. We hope everybody out there is quarantining well and doing your part, wearing your masks. Mm hmm. I'm wearing my mask. Maybe we should make um, the Brazilian beat masks. Ooh. Uh, well, you guys can uh, check out our website on www.thebrazilianbeat.com. Um, email us if you have ideas about a show at thebrazilianbeat at gmail.com. We're on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. You can find us there. Please rate our podcast on Google Podcasts. And if you like us, like I say, we like each other <laughs> and we like you. But if you like us, please. Even better. <laughs> Yeah, please give us a rating on Apple Podcasts and tell a friend. Tell the tell a tell a na- not a neighbor. Tell a, tell a drumming friend about tell, the podcast. Tell tell a bandmate. Yeah, that's right. You guys are all distancing. You need a reason to say hi. Yeah, share our links on your Facebook pages, wherever you uh, are on social media. That would be amazing. Yeah, we we are getting lots of new um, follows on Instagram so um, thanks everybody following I think um, we've done some interviews with folks that um, have gone wide and so yeah nice to to see you out there in social media folks yeah thanks for listening Yes. also uh, this is a Marika 2 themed podcast (laughs) you can get Alfaya heads at gosambaga.net so Go there and check out those. These are just plain skins. Nice. Look like they look like giant potato chips. So if you are needing skins, please let Go Samba know. That's right. Got you covered. <laughs> if you go to the resources page on our website, you can find out a bunch of our friends and teachers and former podcast guests who are giving online lessons. So. If you're quarantining at home, there's never been time like now to learn your instrument just that much better. So go check out those. Yeah, they really need the support um, since they're not on tour or or doing their usual work. So please support all of our friends and teachers out there. That's right. So today's guest is a friend from, well, he's not from Austin, Texas, but he lives in Austin, Austin, Texas. Uh, We will be speaking with... Bruno Vinizov, and Bruno is a native of Pernambuco, Brazil. He's born in Olinda, a city where the traditional arts and culture are stronger than ever. Bruno has extensive experience with a wide variety of musical styles. He has participated in ensembles performing afoche, maracatu, foho, and coco, as well as modern bands, always with the influences of his musical roots. He has played with artists such as Habecado, Azabumba, Quarteto Olinda, Renata Rosa, Cascabulho, Pandeiro do Mestre, Mestre Z Ninguinho do Coco, Spock Frevo, Maciel Salu, Alessandra Leal, Mestre Luis Paixão, Claudio Habeca, and many others, including many masters of traditional music. He currently lives in Austin, Texas, and performs with the Menticlada, 
Forró de Quintal, Maracatu, Texas, Seu Jacinto, Grupo Massa, Leticia Rodriguez, and other artists. So I hope you guys enjoyed this conversation, and we will talk to you on the other side. Hello, how are you this evening? Hey, Courtney. Um, I'm okay. You know, lots of crazy stuff going out on out in the world, so it's a little challenging times, you know. Mm-hmm. Continues, continues yes. to be challenging. Yes. Yeah, but um, luckily we have a conversation to. I mean, the conversations seem to like make it better for me. I feel better about definitely. things after after doing these interviews. I was just gonna say that that it's just been really uh, kind of a nice little gift to have this to be able to converse with people since I hardly ever see anybody else but my husband. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. it's nice to have these conversations. Um, yeah. And today we have uh, a friend of ours from Austin uh, who came from Pernambuco uh, and his name is Bruno Vinizov. Welcome, Bruno. Hey, thank you so much for having me and Diana and Courtney. Um, it's a big pleasure to 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 be here with you both in in this challenging time, like like you both said, uh, but we'll, we'll make it through. Music helps, and, and you yes. know we, we, we've been through through beds before, and we'll be good. <laughs> yes, yeah. yeah. What are before we get started? Actually, I would like to ask you what are what are things like in Texas as far as as the virus um there's there's a the numbers are going up mm. but um there's you know uh, um people i think part of the, the 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 business in some clubs some things are reopening um but you know there's like 50,000 cases i think in in texas confirmed Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and yeah, it, it's scary, you know, it's hard to, to say, it's hard to give an opinion right now. Um, people need to get their jobs back, but they're scary at the same time. Um, or group, we are really scared, scared to, we like, oh, we want to go back and rehearse and be together. But then we, we bump into all those, uh, uh doubts about, you know, the, the virus and the danger yeah. of it and, 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 you know, um, at least between me and my friends, uh, we, I can tell that we are fine. We're taking care of ourselves. And I work at, in a botanical garden that is really beautiful. Um, it's called Wildflower Center. And, um, and the trails are open. So some trails are open. There's, there's a lot of cool places in Austin that you can like walk and do trails mm. and a lot of body, a lot of water too. So. Um, you know, people are positive in, 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 in trying to keep up, but there's, there's some, some raising, you know, in the numbers as far as I know. Yeah. But yeah, that, that's what it is. I'm I'm practicing a lot of music at home, (laughs) (laughs) bothering my neighbors and my roommates. (laughs) Yep. and, and, you know, I've been teaching some online classes and not a whole lot. Um, 
Um, but yeah, I've been connecting with people from the group. We've been discussing about political things that are happening too, mm-hmm. in, in, in et cetera, and et cetera. <laughs> yeah. Well, can you tell us a little bit about what you're doing in um, Austin and maybe a little bit about yourself, Bruno? Um, yeah, I'm, I'm in Austin. Um, now it's going to be almost eight years in August. We'll be eight years living in Austin. Um, it's, it's such a great city. Like I feel so close to Brazil being here in Austin, the weather, the, the people, Latin culture in, in, uh, you know, lots of clubs, lots of great musicians. And it's like a, maybe like, uh, Los Angeles. I've never been there, but I heard in, in, in in um, Portland to like New York. So it's, um, you know, it's great to be here. So I came eight years ago and I have a daughter. She's eight years old, Eliza. She's beautiful. I love mm-hmm. her. And, and um, you know, I, I came, I met my uh, um, my partner in, in Recife and, and, you know, I was playing music there already everything started in, in Pernambuco um I'll go back to Austin I'll, I'll go to Pernambuco but then I'll, I'll be back oh, in yeah. Austin <laughs> of course <laughs> um so yeah I I'm, I'm 36 almost I'll be 36 and I'm you know I've been playing professionally music from you know playing drumming uh drumming since um I'm 16 you know, um, yeah, I started with 16, so it's like I'm almost 20 years, I think, drumming, playing traditional music, and uh, always learning a lot. You learn so much, there's always, of course, room for, for learning. Uh, um, so, uh, uh, you know, being from Olinda, Recife, being born there, like, uh, you know, being born in some, some like, you know, places in the world, like you're born in Cuba, you're born in New York, you know, you're born in Austin, you're born in, in, in you know, in, in India, Africa, you, uh, in in Rio de Janeiro. So, you know, Olinda and Recife, it's one of those places um, that, you know, you, there's a lot, there's so much music, there's more than 20 rhythms 30 rhythms I don't I don't know if you can count really mm-hmm. um, um, so like since I was a kid you know that there's a culture of you know I'm from Olinda originally right I was born in in, in Olinda in, in an old city where the, the the carnival is really really traditional you know um, the the, the the frevo orchestras are really traditional. They, there's many uh, types of frevo, the three modalities. I don't know if you can say that. Three types of frevo. There's like maracatu, there's maraca, maracatu de baque virado, there's maracatu rural, um, there is uh, caboclinhos, there is bumba meu boi, um, there is laúsas, there's... Uh, there's ursus, there's like bear. So there's a lot of things uh, happening at the same time in the carnival and, and throughout the year too, you know, like uh, um, the, the, you have the carnival, it's this everything, even for Ho and Coco, 
right? Because we we have the seasons for each each type of music too, but it, it's just a lot of rhythms in in being born in Olinda. It's like my mom would take me when I was little kid to you know to the carnival. I would go in front of the in front of the frevo orchestras, you know, because it's less crowded in, in the front. You know, so the the parents go in the front normally with the kids, and, and you know you 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 start right there when you were a kid dancing. You learn the steps. I knew how to dance frevo. My mm -hmm. mom, almost my mom, taught me how to dance frevo because she would take me. I was kind of shy, a boy, right? But then she, you know, I would see her and all. My pet, my brothers, and everyone jumping and dancing. They just <laughs> do it. <you> know? <laughs> so, uh, um, I, it's really pri I feel really privileged to to be born, you know, in Olinda, like one of those places in the world, Olinda, Recife, um, that you have so much music. So I think it starts right there, you know, when you're a little kid, uh, um, you know, because you you know about. For example, I was I was talking about the season. So when it's carnival, you have frevo. It's really common. You talk about the frevo and maracatu. Those are the big things. There's other rhythms. There's caboclinho. There's maracatu rural too. That it's really typical from the carnival. Um, and then and then you know uh, there, there's more things. May I, I miss some some things probably. Uh, so and then you carnival. It's over. And then you have São João, the, like the June parties, right? That um, you have, uh, you know, it's really traditional to have like the quadrillas, those like um, rehearsed, well rehearsed um, uh, uh, choreographies and, and, and etc. You have the traditional forró too, that people go to like clubs and, and, and bailes and, and stuff like that just to dance. Um, you know, so you have all that in São João. You have the typical food too. You know, a, a lot of food made out of a corn, and everyone lights a fire in front of the house, and everything gets smoky. Literally, the entire city. Uh, in in after after São João, you you have a little break in August, September. You know, but the, but then the the September, it's summer already, September, October, you know, people start going to, you know, to the beach more often, and when it's November, December, the Frevo orchestras, the groups for the car to the carnival, they are already rehearsing, you know, there's, the so the music kind of don't stop me, there's some breaks, and, but the, this is always like a, a, a ongoing thing, you know, there's always, uh, um, music, you know, and, and not not saying about samba because yeah, pagode, for example, samba, and everyone listens to samba in Brazil. It's it's a very like you know typical thing. We we have samba all the time, forró, to even for example, forró and coco. Those are things that are kind of traditional from São João, but it's big. They they happen big time in the carnival too, and in between, people don't want to stop going. You know, don't want to stop uh, dancing for hall or you know the in Recife and Olinda. There's also a lot lots of samba schools 
it's like I'm pretty sure there's more than 10. There's like a competition in um, some of them, a couple of them. Some of them are really, really good. And all of them are great, actually. And just for, for being, it's already great. Um, do they compete, but, Bruno, uh, like during Carnival, just like they do in Sao Paulo? Or I know probably on a small scale, but do they compete as well for Yes, for they, they do. They do the samba school. There's a competition in the same way that the maracatus mm -hmm. compete, and there's a samba competition. There's the caboclinos and there's maracatu rural. Uh, I think those they, there's a competition for those for those groups. In in so yeah, it's you know that's it's so incredible. When, when I'm talking to you now, I just realize how, how incredible the music in Recife in Pernambuco is. Yeah, um, how lucky you are to grow to grow up in such a culture. It is. I, I'm. I try to be really humble about it because it's really like a, it was really. I'm really lucky and um in you know. So anyways, you you grow. I grew up with it in in. And I think with 13 years old, I really, I, um, not, not 13, I don't know if I was 13, maybe older, um, but you know, the, 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 uh, there was a group in my school that they, they would dance coco and maracatu, and I really liked it. I was like, that's cool because I, I, I used to enjoy dancing already for, you know, uh, we all learn how to dance for hall, frevo, coco, ciranda, too. You know, you you we grew up, we grew up dancing those things. Mm -hmm. and, um, in maracatu, there was a so there was a group, and I joined them for shortly. You know, there was the the movement at the same time the the monkey beat movement in Recife, in Olinda, in Pernambuco was uh, it was it had started you know and that was like a, a kind of a a, a revival of, of the the culture of the music it brought up the maracatu you know it it, it gave the maracatu the importance that that deserved you know um in so i, I danced in this group for a little bit for you know for some months and i finished um high school which is which is rare in 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 Recife and Olinda you know we, I was born in a in a in a low um low low um class family you know we we had lots of problems with basic things as you guys know what happened in Brazil mm -hmm. uh, in poor countries in poor places right um in you know, I was studying in public school, and uh, I, f close to almost finishing uh, high school, you know, I, I decided I, I just had this uh, passion for music. I would listen to music all the times I had danced, so I, I decided to st uh, start playing music. Yeah, you know, so I like music. I like percussion. I love maracatu. I, I want to play it. And there was a neighbor of mine that he was he would play a flute called pifano mm -hmm. and he also would play like the traditional fiddle that we have that it's called a habeca mm -hmm. and and i and i heard i would listen to him playing and i would i would think i, I want to talk to this guy because mm -hmm. i, I want to start playing 
Uh, I had started playing in Maracatu in Peixinhos called Maracambuco. Mm. In I was playing in different groups. I was playing, you know, I um, I went to Maracatu na São Luanda. I went to some rehearsals. But at the same time, I met this guy, um, Douglas, his name, he's a good good piffano and Rebecca player. And uh, I said, man, that's so beautiful you playing. I, I, I would love to learn it. And he said, I, I can teach you. And, and he made a piffano. I can teach you piffano. And he made me a piffano out of like a PVC pipe. And then I started <laughs> learning. Like, um, I started learning um, piffano music. Uh, um, you know, some traditional songs, playing piffano, uh, and, and at the same time, I, I didn't get good enough to be playing when the Banda de Piffano was parading, because we would parade and, like, and, you know, and, like, have, like, kind of a tip bucket, and people would put money there, mm -hmm. so, you know, I was playing percussion already, so I would play snare, and I would play... <clears throat> I would play Zabumba. I was learning how to play those things in that time, learning how the, you know, the rhythm is as, as really young. I was learning Maracatu to, and, um, you know, because I, I would dance, I would know the rhythm, but there's the, all the, the nuances and all the, you know, everything mm -hmm. you know, to know, you know, and from there, I, it was just a, uh, a roller coaster. Can you say that? Yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> English. <laughs> so um, I just started. I met. Um, I yeah. I played with uh, uh, Maracambuco. I would go to you know start to go to the Afroches, and then you could jam at some point. You could go to the stage and play if you were able to play. And uh, um, you know, I met Jorge Martins oh, too. Uh -huh. Um, when I was really young, and then uh, he went to he came to teach a workshop in Olinda, and I went there, me and my friend, and we made a connection, and and I ended up visiting his project in Recife, mm -hmm. and uh, I at the same time I was playing with people already. I was playing with a friend of mine, Alberoni, and Douglas, the guy that was teaching me how to play pifano. Mm -hmm. I was playing for all with them already. Um, and Alberoni used to be part of the Cordel do Fogo Encantado, that, that band. And, and uh, um, you know, there's a lot of artists. You just meet people around the streets also in Olinda. Mm -hmm. in the, um, uh, I met Jorge in, in, that, in that, you know, I, I went to his project in Recife and I kept going. And then, uh, you know, he knew, he knew that I, I, I was a percussionist already and I had some knowledge already and I started helping him, you know, being his uh, monitor, like helping in the class, mm -hmm. you know, I learned a lot from him and I started going to the Stella Brillante a lot, um, you know, like to the rehearsals and, and, you know, just to visit all the maracatus and, and Playing with Georgie, you know, teaching, and we'd have classes like Thursdays and Saturdays all day long, <laughs> and and a lot of people would come too. You know, I made great connection there with a lot of people. Um, with Scott Getner, I met Scott oh. there when you know I I I would you know we I teach Scott some things, some zabumba, and he taught me some snare things. We we exchanged some some things. 
Uh, I met people from Africa too that would go there. And, you know, Jorge was a used to play at Cascabulio. Right. Mm-hmm. In the you know, it was just really intense all the time. Music, music, play, 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 play. And, um, you know, I was I started playing with some guys, too, called uh, Habecado uh, in uh, Azabumba, actually. Some, some friends, like the Julian Holanda and Publius, some, some really good musicians that were playing um, for horror, but, you know, mixing playing in a different way so i just started to play a lot of music from there and, and kept you know playing traditional music playing afrochez and i met um i met started meeting a lot of people uh um i started playing with uh, uh, new newton junior playing coco with him newton junior is like a great composer in recife mm-hmm. um, in in great musician great composer and so there's a new team and then i started playing there was a, the habecado as a bomba and then i played with i uh, started playing with alessandra leão mm-hmm. and renata rosa and after that i played with maciel salud so some of the really big artists in in that area now yeah, there's really like I was really lucky to to play with those guys. You know, I learned so much from them, uh, and I, I really miss it. Uh, but yeah, I was I play you know with different artists, and the last one was the uh, was Quarteto Linda. Mm-hmm. Right, I was that was like more. I was I had some compositions, and I you know we arranged the entire album in. And, and, you know, we, we started playing a lot and we, we kind of revived the forró because the forró, the Habeca was always, uh, uh, always um, you know, strong since the, the monk movement started. So it was on and off, but then we, Claudio is a really good Habequero mm-hmm. and, you know, sings really good and we you know we we started playing every wednesday every wednesday for like a year two years so you know you you get good when you play Mm -hmm. a lot when you practice a lot you repeat a lot um you know so that that's the the my tragedy that's what was happening in brazil and then my daughter uh was born here and i came came into austin you know and i this and then you know i I had to, to keep going, right? I couldn't stop. I, you know, I say I can't, uh, I, I I came because, you know, I really love kids and I, it's my daughter. And, you know, it happened and I I came and I love her so much. And, uh, and I, I met Mike Longoria here. He's a great, great, great drummer. My good friend now too. We, we, we have a lot of projects. We had a lot of projects and I, I was through him. I met a lot of people in Austin. Um, also, I went to visit Jacaré because mm-hmm. <laughs> the one of my daughter met new Jacaré. She was part of like the first um, part of the first Jacaré is the is the Austin school, Samba right? School director. Now he's he's kind of retired, but he was by then. And and you know I met Jacaré. I love Jacaré. <laughs> was such a good friend. And, and 
and I, I, I owe him visits. I have to go there. <laughs> yeah, I need to email him. Uh, I haven't talked to him for a little while. Yeah. And, and you know, I started meeting people, and, and I decided that I wanted to start teaching here in 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 Austin's. So, you know, we started the Maracatu Austin earlier with Mike, me and Mike, and then we 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 broke up for a while and then you know I decided to continue with Maracatu Texas and I think we played for like five eight uh, four years or five years almost the group mm -hmm. I think it's five now I have to do the math I'll do the math <laughs> um yeah you know and I, I kept I kept playing different music too in 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 Naus. You know, I I got here and I was like, hey, I can learn some things here. You know, I'm always curious to learn, always trying to learn. That, you know, I I try to think like that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> uh, um, no. In sorry, I, I just want to know: was there a yeah. very when you arrived there? Was a very, I mean, I know that Brazilian music is popular there, but did you find um, mm -hmm. much? music from northeast i mean I, they did have some faha there right luckily yes like um luckily yes like for example there was a guy from recife that came and lived here lula marcondes he's an architect but he he's a really good percussionist plays a bumba really good plays maracatu rural he's really connected to traditional music and then he Created a Seu Jacinto mm, okay. that, is, uh, that is the forró, you know, and the Seu Jacinto basically was playing, you know, because Lula was really involved with that music and he was living here for like seven years. <clears throat> he created this group. He he taught like you know the members, the people, how to sing, how to play forró. You know, he found a, a girl that played violin so she could play Habeca too. And he started the group. So basically, the, he was playing the tunes that were like, you know, that I was playing with, with those, with, with Maciel, with Renata mm -hmm. Rosa, with, with, you know, the traditional forros. And when I got here, I was really lucky because the for this group existed already and Lula is my friend and he said, Guys, you Bruno's going there, you you guys have to help him and you know I was I really needed help. I was getting here. I was like I have to I have to make some I have to make it happen. Um and and I played a lot with Sir Jacinto until now we you know, we always play in, in, you know, there's a central market here. There's many places that we, we play once a month, you know, twice a month. Sometimes we play a lot of like private parties. So it, there was the Samba School. I'm really grateful for Samba School here in Austin too, because, uh, you know, there's this huge group with like 200 people almost, you know, all connected to, Brazilian music and how lucky I am for you know for right. that you know and um um there's that and there's there were there were other groups too so there's a samba group called Sun and Morena So that would play some pagodes you know there was Freddy there's Freddy that sings more like Brazilian soul and he has his own composition so 
you know, with Seu Jacinto Samba School, um, the Samba Group that existed, Morena Soul, um, Freddie, there's Susana Sharpie that, that she's married with a good friend of mine, and she's a good friend of mine too, and they they living here for a long time, playing Brazilian music too. Um, Tonico, it's a very good drummer and guitar player. Um, Antonio Dionisio, a guy from Minas Gerais. Uh, Gabriel Santiago, a guy from Bahia, great, great guitar player. Um, so, you know, when I got here, these people were here like doing music. So it's incredible how much, how how people like to party in Austin, mm-hmm. you know, because, <laughs> because a lot of Brazilian music, you know, like, uh, um, so I was really lucky and then I, I end up, you know, I got here and my daughter was born and, you know, a lot of responsibilities with the kid that was, I learned English. I came here with, without knowing any mm-hmm. English. I learned English here. Um, I didn't even know how to drive, okay. <laughs> uh, you know, um, it was a surprise, everything that happened, but I, you know, I, I came, I came to, to, I took the responsibility and I'm, I love, you know, I, I love kids. So, uh, um, it's really awesome. i there's a lot of music. There's like Latin music, like crazy cumbia and salsa <laughs> groups in Tejano music. And, you know, there's a lot of jazz players, there's funk music, there's um, brass bands, uh, um, um, lot, lots of artists, you know, like uh, uh, bluegrass, folk music, um, everything that you can imagine, you know, there is in, in Nassau, like, it's, feel really lucky to, to live in here, and, you know, I got here, and, and there was this community, and no, that that's what I'm doing now. So I'm talking so much. You guys have a question. <laughs> I, th- I was just going to make a comment that it, you know, it's. I think Austin is lucky. You know, you guys have your great weather, so you're able to play outside. You know, most of the year. Whereas, like, say here in Portland, you know, we have rain <laughs> for many months. Um, so I think just having that warm weather really probably helps uh to to create that climate of uh of just wanting to party yeah that that for sure you know that's something that i i i i I agree with you too that the weather makes the 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 difference uh no it's really hot in here so in Austin, there's like a um the hydraulic the, the there's a lot of there's the river and there's a lot of creeks there's a lot of like springs you know there's a barton spring that is really famous like this the river that crosses this downtown and the, the some part of it it's uh it's made into a pool and and it used to be even like a traditional place for like indigenous ceremony and things like that uh and it's beautiful so you know it's it's exactly like the weather helps the winter here it's like it's it's a it's really awesome you know because you have days with like 75 you know 70 you know and really sunny and open skies and then you know it gets cold and, and then you have some weeks that 
that you know we we get to like the 40s but they are not common common mm -hmm. you know it happened it happened three times i think the last winter or so you know like it, it, and then the rest of the days are chill during the night but it it's not bad you know what i'm saying it i think if i was north with snow <laughs> and, and you know that and that changes the, the the mood of the people too. People are able to be outside more often right. too. You know, like it's it's good to everyone when it gets winter here. Everyone want to go out and etc. In the summer, the summer burns. You know, so there's people go during the day do a lot of like activities in the water and in you know night when it's night night there's always club there's always music happening from monday to monday you know like never stops clubs and in regular gyms that happen regular like um, clubs that they always have music so that's you know the that's really cool mm -hmm. here now so Cor courtney did you have anything um yeah i was curious maybe can you tell us how um when you got here and you didn't speak English and it was probably a big, somewhat of a culture shock going from, from that to starting your own group, like you just sort of made connections and then, and then got things going. Can you tell us a little bit about how that happened? Um, yes. The, the, we're talking about the Maraca to Texas, right? Yeah. Now the, the Maraca group. Yes. Um, yeah. I, I got here now seeing in, you know, I always played maracatu. I played maracatu for years, and now in the last in the last five years or so, before moving to out um, when I was in Brazil, before moving here, I was really I was you know playing with these people and traveling and playing a lot of coco and forró. But I never stopped my connection with maracatu. I always played maracatu. I always knew the batuqueiros, the mestres, and I had. I had been for years just doing it with Jorge and, you know, living it. And, 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 and I was, you know, I started playing more, playing with many, trying to play with more than one group. I was, you know, many times I was playing with eight groups in Recife with eight artists. Um, and then, you know, I played with five and then, you know, and then, and then Quarteto Linda came and then, and I was playing with Quarteto Linda and Pandeiro do Mestre. Um, but I, I always, you know, I was always traveling in anywhere I would go, I would do a workshop. I would, you know, do a Pandeiro workshop. I would do a Maracatu workshop. I like doing Coco workshops too. I would teach some Candomblé rhythm. You know, I don't teach, I don't teach a whole lot of Candomblé rhythm, but yeah, I teach some of them, some of them, uh, uh, you know, it's always, you know, it's kind of a mission and of course it's, it was work, you know, it's, it's work and, and the mission of spreading to, you know, making people know the music and know about the culture in Pernambuco, how rich it is. I think everyone, like everyone that is from Pernambuco, that it's percussionist like me or, you guys know Pitoku, you know, probably guys met Georgie, mm -hmm. you know, like you and you, you guys play Maracatu too. And like, it's really strong music, you know, it, it speaks a lot. Um, 
you know, just the story of the, the Maracatu, it speaks for itself so great. You know, it's, I tell people that it's, um, it, it's, of course, it's, the rhythms are beautiful when they're, you know, they have their complexity in, in, but even more, it's like the message that Maracatu passes and all that, you know, the res resistance and, in and the beauty of it to like how survived you know how how cool it developed and etc so you know i i moved i got in now scene i was like i have to do it and i have to to i have to keep doing it i met Sir jacinto i met mike and then me and mike and then um started playing with samba brazilian groups uh I also play with different groups. I play with a lot of Latin music here too, because I was I like Cuban music. So, um, but you know, I I got I got in here and I met Mike, and then I connected with Sergio Jacinto, and I already had this idea of not necessarily creating a group, you know. But I knew I wanted to teach. I wanted to, you know. And of course, when you think about teaching, you think about creating a group, creating a class, and. And I got here now seeing in and I said to Mike Longoria, my friend, Mike, I want to start a group here in 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 Nelsing. Let's start a, a Maracatu group. I'm gonna start teaching and we you know it's gonna be awesome. And Mike by the time was was you know he's a really handy guy and he was making his own drums and he started making some Maracatu tambores. Uh, so you know that's what was awesome. So you know, that's all we need. You, if you can make the stambores, we we can start classes, and then you know we there was a place in 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 a, in a east side housing where like most of the 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 black folks are lived or at least used to live. Um, you know, and there was a place called Orum Center there, and we started and then. And then um, Jacaré. So when Lula, the guy that created uh, Sir Jacinto, was here, he Jacaré wanted to start a Maracatu group here. I think, if I'm not wrong, or he had at least the the will, you know. And I think Lula made a little logo like Maracatu Austin, you know. And then I was like, well, if if it's already there, you know, you, we have the logo, it's, it's kind of, it's kind of easy. Let's, you know, it's kind of asking to, you know, to, to, to happen. So then I started Maracatu Austin with Mike and then uh, it was awesome. The group started to grow, it started to grow, you know, uh, and, and, and I kept playing music in Austin and, uh, you know, that, that's how it started later. Uh, um, me and Mike, like we we had a misunderstanding, and we decided to split. We're we're really good friends nowadays, and, and he comes and he plays with us. He, you know, he jams with us. Um, but but then we, you know, I decided to stop teaching for a while. But but then like, uh, Maracatu Texas came, you know, and I could not. Uh, stop teaching you know and i was like okay let's let's do it like, and then i keep uh, uh um i created the maracatu texas and we are out till now we're like we play in a lot of places like i you know i try to 
direct the group in more like um uh how can i say that you know uh more like an altruist uh, like a community um, group or yeah I, i'm trying to say uh we we do a lot of we play a lot of oh, protests okay, yes. um, we I've, i've been teaching like in in uh uh ref yes we've we've been you know uh, uh participating in a lot of activism here now seeing so, you know the the parades and i teach in some re in a refugee center i was teaching schools here to like after school programs and i was teaching in Mar maracatu i was teaching brazilian culture and you know uh just keep i just kept working you know so that's i was doing that in in this this virus stop everything I, I, yeah <laughs> um you know i, I i'd yeah. like to, to to hear some questions from you because uh, oh I, sure because <laughs> I, I feel like I, i'm i'm losing the the track a little bit sometimes oh no problem i have a question for you regarding your group now courtney and i know a lot of people from austin because of brazil camp um do you did you find a lot of people had kind of a basis uh For Marika too, um, when you started your group, did they maybe kind of have an idea of of the rhythms and how to play some of the instruments? Uh, um, no. Or were they new? Not really. Um, Mike, he had some. He, he knew some some things. He knew some abaki. He knew the bell, but there was not really. Uh, maybe jacaré. Jorge Martins maybe came to Austin one time, mm -hmm. a long time ago. And I think he did a workshop in, but I don't think they kept anything. There was nobody playing maracatu really mm -hmm. in Austin when, when I came. Nobody knew, nobody knew the history and, and the rhythms and all that. So, you know, it's, I, I feel, uh, uh, you know, I, I took this mission, I feel proud for for that and if you i don't say a lot i don't speak a lot but i feel really proud and and i keep working you know i our work is always constant here the group is really united and we try to like help each other and see how the maracatu with its power like can help the community mm -hmm. somehow to It's yeah it seems like it's grown quite a bit over the last couple of years and you have some really strong players as well There's a lot of good, but actually, since the you know, since I started with Mike, uh, I have really to be thankful. I, I have a play, I play with Jacinto with Grupo Massa with Mike. You know, I'm really thankful for him. I love him, and he's such a great, great, such a good musician. Like he plays Brazilian music, he plays Cuban music. He's like, and he has a really good heart. And um, um. You, you know, uh, what I was talking about, gosh. <laughs> what were the oh, questions? I mentioned Sorry. some of the strong players that you have in your group. Yes, if, exactly. So, for example, I started with Mike, and Mike was already such a good musician. He, like, learned, you know, in the blink of an eye, uh, you know, jazz musician, you know, playing super complex music stuff that I will never be able <laughs> to play, maybe. <laughs> 
but uh, don't say never, but you know, he's so he helped me a lot because I he I I I start I knew some people. I started to meet some people through Sergio Cinto, through the 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 some the the gigs I was playing, and we were developing this idea, and we started to collect people. In, in, we started to kind of pull people from places, you know, that that we knew that we knew they would be interested in, and and there was already a lot of good players, you know, like we started awesome already in uh, um um through throughout like this like seven years that i seven and a half years that i started teaching so many people that passed through the group like uh like really good musicians for real like professional musicians that want to know about the music want to you know people from the university um a lot of people you know, a lot of people from Samba School, that's why I'm really thankful to for Samba School, like almost like all the members that, you know, if not half of the people that play with me, they are also part of mm-hmm. the Samba School. And, you know, that's that's an awesome community that happened here. Um, and, and, you know, and we keep rehearsing. We have Mondays, every Monday we have, Normally we have maracatu like and I don't stop like we don't stop but we have maracatu you know like all year long and then I stop a month you know the last fifteen days of December and the first fifteen of um, <clears throat> days of January but you know some some holidays but you know some <laughs> holidays a lot of them. I keep going, you know, it's like really some some days. Um now we have a pretty solid group that always come and uh, but you know there was time that I was there and there was three people, there was four people, there was five people, and there was two, you know, some sometimes there was fifteen, sometimes there was like thirty-four, twenty, you know, um and so I, I just, I just, you know, when I started the group, and I think that's a mission, and we're gonna do it every Monday. This is gonna happen, Maracatu, and it's almost in people's agenda already here in the group. And it's, oh man, we don't have Maracatu today. Come on, that's not right. And you know, they we've been talking a lot in the WhatsApp group now. Everyone really like mm-hmm. misses each other, and we want to be back playing, and, and you know. Um, that that's yes, yeah, really un- united group. That's great. Have. And, and good players. Yeah, we practice a lot. We try to you know bring the people that you know boost people's egos. You know, hey, you can do it. Let's learn. Well, let's do it. And you can do it. We'll, you know? Now, Bruno, do you have like say? If new people come, do you have classes or do you just let them join the group and they just have to hang on? <laughs> um, I, um, I, I, I started them, I give them an ago go first thing, mm-hmm. you know, like anyone that comes for me, it's important that you learn all the patterns, you know, all mm-hmm. the instruments. So, uh, because I just have one day a week, I you know I have a daughter, I have a job, I have other gigs that I play, 
I don't I don't have to, I, I I just do Mondays mm-hmm. and you know and then the people the new people that come I kind of walk them through slowly you know mm-hmm. even sometimes I even you know depending uh, like I said I give Diago go first thing you know if you want to play maracatu you have to know the you have to know the agogo, right? You have to know those patterns. They are really important. They are the clavis, mm-hmm. right? Of of the rhythm. Like, you know, you play Cuban music, you have the clavis. You have to know the clavis for maracatu. Right. You know, so so I give them the agogo and I teach them the clavis. And, you know, they stay there two, three classes. And sometimes in the end of the class or... Uh, uh, sometimes in the beginning, sometimes in the end of the class, I I I switch drums. I make like the new people kind of get the the you know get the the tambor to learn the basics, you know, to learn the bakis, to learn the basic rhythms, and and um, you know I I walk them through while we still rehearsing or things. Sometimes I start the class with them, you know. I put the the other drummers that have more experience to play different drums, and they normally want to go to other drums because they want to practice and learn other other things too. Um, so that that's basically what I do with people that come, you know. And I kind of sneak them slowly, learn a, a, a go go, play a go go a lot to have an idea of the arrangements. Because when you play a go go you know it's simple and it doesn't scare you like carrying you know carrying a drum sometimes scares the people (laughs) in in at at first you know what i'm saying like oh i never played drum before what i'm gonna do here you know um so i give them an ago go and and they play two three classes they learn afoche they learn maracatu they learn some barra vent we play some six eight rhythms you you know we have um they learn some candomblé rhythms we have or own arrangements they learn it too so they kind of get a picture of what it is just by playing a go-go you know and 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 from and it's really important instrument actually you know mm-hmm. you have to learn all of them um so basically that's what i do with, with the, the beginners courtney I don't know if I've ever experienced someone being afraid of the drum. I guess it's maybe <laughs> just timid. Is yeah, that, yeah. That, I didn't use my English really good. Uh, uh, it, it's exactly. Uh, it, it's like uh, if you, you know you never played maracatu and you come to rehearsal. Or sometimes even coming to a new yeah. environment. Yeah. In 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 Diago Go is such a simple, you know, a uh, simple you know, tool that you carry in your hand and you, <laughs> and, you know, yeah. and it's super, extremely important and super beautiful, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So that, that's, that's what I, right. Right. I understand <laughs> I, that, but you know, some, I've seen people scared of drums before. I tell you. <laughs> I've seen people who aren't playing them scared of them, but I don't know if I've seen, I can, I can imagine though, someone being a little bit like intimidated by it. Exactly. That's what I was trying to yeah. say. You know, I, I, it's yeah. funny because with our group, I find people that like, 
It's like they're all drawn to play Alfaya. They just want to play Alfaya. They don't want to play anything else. It's like they see this big drum and they're attracted to it. <laughs> I don't know. That's just my experience. I, I see that. Yeah. Like nobody wants to play yeah, Abe. True. Nobody, you know, asks yeah. to play the gonge. They want to play Alfaya. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. You know, like that the Alfaya is definitely in the Maracatu, it's like it's the it's the star yes right it kind of people really want to like to play the drum and and, and it looks so good and you know when you play a fire too you like there's this look of playing a fire that is kind of exotic too um it's pretty you know, fierce that, yeah it's pretty powerful too you know yeah exactly you know it and the drum and the this the rhythms and the sound of the maracatu you know the the history that carries mm -hmm. with it you know the 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 rhythms they you know they 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 um show the history that ca the, the you know that the tradition carries it's really impressive now with your um with your members do you make them pay fees do you have a monthly fee do you pay like as a class as they come in how does that work for you yes i do have a monthly fee you know we we um when I do, I, I really uh, I, I want to bring the community together. So I, I charge really cheap. I charge, uh, I think it's cheap. I don't want to be rude uh, <laughs> <laughs> to people. But, you know, I want people to come. Right. And uh, I charge $10 per class, you know. Um, so basically like four classes a month, $40 a month. I ask people to pay me like by monday for real because there's some people sometimes they can't come you know mm -hmm. and i and i don't want to take their money I, I i all of you know i don't know i'm i'm i try not to be egoist uh, about the, the this aspect you know uh of the group uh uh a lot of the times i play for free there are this classes there's few people there's classes that are just play pay the studio but but i'm not saying that i'm i i i i i'm bad it's that's what i do ten dollars and it's it it's a really you know it's enough to support uh, me with you know paying me a good hourly wage for teaching them mm -hmm. you know and and i can pay the studio and you know sometimes we, we have presentations and i invest in the group i bring skins i bring you know i buy sticks i um you know so basically that's that's what we do ten dollars in and i even ask people to you know if some people want to pay me the entire month and i said yeah that's fine or they pay me you know when they come uh, I, I let it be flexible you know i don't i don't even keep my eyes in people that are putting their money there or not i, I there's a lot you of don't write this don't. all down bruno <laughs> no i don't i have people in my class that i don't charge them because um you know they i know they're hustling and you know and i say hey man come on don't don't worry come over uh you know um i really I have, I have a really, I really care about the group. Mm -hmm. I have a really, um, a relation of, of, um, respect and I try not to take to, to that side much and, and I, I'm good, you know, I, I'm good. I get paid well, mm -hmm. the point, you know what I'm saying? Right. Um, 
And are you the sole leader at this point? Uh, do you have section leaders or is it just you directing the whole group? It's just me. Yeah, because uh, we have, you know, uh, I would say we have between like 13 and 15 people that they, 13, I would be, no, that's, I think it's, yeah, 13, 17. That's my, that's what I think that they're always coming, mm -hmm. you know, um, they always there. And, um, oh gosh, what was the question? <laughs> um, if you have section leaders well, or if you're the only one. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'm the only one we have, like, like I said, uh, 17 between, uh, 13, 17, sometimes, you know, some old drummers come and then we make to like 22, 25. So I can, I can, you know, I can keep my eyes on, on, on the arrangements and everyone. Mm -hmm. And, and I do have, I, I do have people that they take the lead, you know, my, the older players, um, so I would say even that the answer is yes, I do. I even talk about that with them, and I and I even tell um, Jesse is with me here in the room. He's meditating while we have an interview. <laughs> <laughs> no I'm kidding. Uh, and and he, he's giving me the, the tech support. And... <laughs> Thank you, Jesse. <laughs> yeah, thanks. <laughs> And, and he's a really good player. He Jesse is he, he's doing his mastering about Maracatu now. Oh, wow. He's yeah, he 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 he's been to Pernambuco, he lived there for a year. So for example, he's a good player, he takes the lead a lot of the times in you know helping other drummers and crew. We have other guy Chris, Cliff, we have those three. We have right, we have you guys and, and for example, I really trust in those guys. And sometimes I even can't go to, you know, the guests to an extreme point that, um, for example, we play in a lot of protests. We do a lot of benefits. Um, I go, I go to all, I try to go to all of them. But sometimes when I can't, I'm already, you know, I'm already like pushing them to like, hey, you, you guys can, can do it, right? You know how to you know, the boxes, you know, the arrangement, can you, you know, conduct, help conducting the people? So the, you know, Jesse, they, they'd be even having classes without me. <laughs> like, you know, many classes that say, hey, I, I don't, I'm busy, I can go. It's okay. Well, you know, you guys want to rehearse because I know you can do it. Yeah, I told you, do it. If you want to do, you know, it. take, you know, few, it's good because if you're secure about it, um, so I have, I have some, you know, some leaders, some other guy, other, those guys, they're kind of leaders. They, they, you know, they do it. And while we're playing and when I'm not in class and etc. Yeah. Talking about the, the, the just thing, talking about the group, because mm -hmm. I really, I'm really thankful for all of them. Like all the people that we all really, they all like, and I try, since I started the group, I, try to drive everyone's mind to that to like to hey this is some music for like you know it's a tool of you know it's a magic tool that we have that we can you know 
make a difference. People get really impressed when they listen to Maracatu, you know, it's, whoa, what is that? You know, in, in, so uh, everyone in the group, they, you know, they are involved with, uh, uh, um, activism, you know, um, Cliff sent a lot of emails from me. Like there's right now I, I have a lot of people helping me. I still book the gigs. Mm -hmm. uh, I still do the repertoire, you know, uh, uh, but like the email stuff and even some other presentations in protests and actions that we can do. It's not me that brings anymore. Like and, you know, everyone brings and we, and we talk and so we have a really good relation. I'm really thankful for all of them. I think this is the first, what do you think, Diana? This is the first group <clears throat> that we've talked to that has been more activist based. I don't think. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's interesting. Is that where you get new members a lot of times from, from those you know, events? There, it creates, I think, because like Maracatu, uh, we can even start with the history of Maracatu. Do we have time for that? Yeah, I mean, it is. That was that was going to be kind of a follow up question. Is it's part of the history of, I mean, samba too. I mean, but you know, but that's part of the history of it as a protest. Yeah, Maracatu exactly. You know, we attract people, uh, and we attract people. You know, to the group, like you, you were asking, like. You're saying people come to the group because they see it too. You know, they say, "Wow, you guys are like, you're not just playing music." To you know, yeah, you guys are having fun, and but you guys also like try to do something, something positive, make some difference. You know, and that that that's really like uh, bring some strength to the group. You know, for me too. And, I'm wondering about, um, you know, you would. You talked about um, some of your members stepping in to lead at times, but are you the only singer? Or are there other people who sing within your group as well? Um, I'm, I, I sing mostly. There was a, a girl that she uh, from Brazil, Laizy, mm -hmm. that she she helps me. She's she works a lot now. She's doing doctors and in in she doesn't have time to to play, but she helps still with the organization and all that. And um, and she used to sing, and but you know, so I try I try to make the people uh, the the members sing, and 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 do backing vocal, do the answer right mm -hmm. for the for the for the songs for the loas for the tuada. Um, and there's one one uh, friend now Tiffany that she's she's trying to sing, you know. There was a presentation that I couldn't go, uh, and and she kind of took the, the the responsibility to sing, and she tried to learn, you know. And and I give them this freedom, you know. I I I uh, I um, how can I say? Uh, I I support them, you know. Yeah, like go try, you know. You want to sing? You want to play snare? You want to? play Viração, you want to play Shekere, you go for it, you know, go learn, do it right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, so, so we, we have, but, you know, for the most I'm singing, mm -hmm. I'm singing most of the time, and especially like lately when, 
when we have a guest sometimes there's a we 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 merge with bands a lot with bands too you know when I, i play a lot of with a lot of musicians here i play a little bit of music i play pop music sometimes funk with this guy freddy from brazil when i i meet i meet a lot of musicians um and i'm you know we merge with um other bands and so sometimes we have a, a singer from other band but for the most i am singing in the song mm -hmm. yeah. we sing maracatu um we sing ciranda too we also like the some there was times that you know i would do like a cocoa workshop with the group i would rehearse with the group and then we would play some cocoa uh, in our show too it didn't happen much but we did sometimes um um yeah so that that's that i'm singing mostly hmm. now you've um you've been out of state to do some workshops too have didn't you go to california as well yeah i my exactly i i went to california twice yeah i marcel a friend of good friend of mine i met him here in austin he's from bahia mm -hmm. we know him too yeah you guys know master mm -hmm. i love master he's such great. a sweet person him and his his wife amalia mm -hmm. i love them so much and um they, we miss them a lot right just we all miss them we, we're still in, in touch they're still in the whatsapp group And so Marcel came here and, and, and he started to, you know, to practice maracatu. He, he, he had played uh, some in Brazil already. And then he came here, man, I want to be part of the group. I was super excited that he came to Austin and he found us. Um, and, and he stayed here for a year or two. I can't, I, I don't know. And then he moved to California. So, and then he decided to, start a group there you know he was man i'm missing i want to start something here and i was myself please do it and you know he he organized a couple workshops and and then we also brought the an accordion friend accordion player friend of ours uh, adrian and and we did the for hall so we you know we would do like a weekend of like workshop and, and Maracatu and like you know bat batucada de Pernambuco you know batuque de Pernambuco and and we would do we would do a forró in in a Saturday night to to finish the workshops and you know in a very nice place in in Santa Barbara mm -hmm. um Arts Cafe so yeah I went there a couple of times it was awesome I love that Santa Barbara and go in in going and staying with Marcel and Amalia, it's like, there's no better, there's no, there's nothing better mm -hmm. than that. Nice. <laughs> yeah, so we, we, I did two workshops there. I went to New York, and I went to Seattle, and I went to Iowa, but those... But Iowa? Just, <laughs> Iowa. <laughs> What's happening in Iowa? <laughs> Can can you cut? I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Uh, I was <laughs> talk a lot about that, but I'm not gonna go. <laughs> uh, yeah, I have stories about Iowa. I can tell you when we meet. When I meet, when I see. <laughs> 
can't be shared over the airwaves. I guess. I guess. Yeah, we can't let it out. Yeah. <laughs> Only in person. Yeah. All right. All right. <laughs> Bye. Okay. I was playing with Matuto actually. Was really, really lucky this band called Matuto. Oh, is that is that um Rob? Rob Kurto? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Rob Kurto's band and Clay Ross and yes. They I met them in Brazil. They recorded actually in the Quarteto Linda album. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rob recorded like in two songs and, and Ross recorded one song and and um, we met them there, and then I came here, and then we and and um, some years after I got here, they hey Bruno, we we need a percussionist, and it would be awesome to have you. I say, oh, that's so cool. And uh, so the first time I, we were in Iowa, <laughs> and, <laughs> but uh, and it was a festival there. There's like a, a yeah, there's a city. The city uh, I forgot the. I forgot the name of the city, Cedar Rapids. Mm-hmm. There's a art festival there. Oh yeah, and it's a college town. Yeah. Yeah, and we were playing for a week and doing some classes, and it was cool. And then uh, I went to New York with some guys that I was playing here, a band called Menti Clara. I played. I played with a lot of people in Austin too already. Thinking now, like I played with so many people here. Um, Menti Clara is a band that they they love like Hermeto Pascual, Hermeto mm-hmm. Pascual, the place called you know, Brazilian jazz, really um, crazy. Weird, <laughs> crazy yeah. yeah. And, um, and, and they needed a percussionist and then I ended up playing with them, you know, just instrumental music, crazy jazz. I, I like crazy music too. I like all kinds of music. <laughs> and so, um, yeah, I went to New York. I was four days there. And then again, Rob, uh, uh, Matuto, Rob, they called me to go to Seattle to play in this really cool festival, like a bluegrass uh, festival that would happen in an hotel, in a huge hotel. And, and there was like, um, um, there was like a, a theaters inside this hotel in, in like lots of groups playing there. We played two nights there. So yeah, I was lucky to, to do those those little trips here. Now, when you um, play like full hall gigs, do you usually play uh, Zabumba? Is that what you usually play? Depends. Um, uh, I play Zabumba too. I play Zabumba sometimes and I, and I sing. Sometimes I just play Zabumba. with Sergio Jacinto, for example, the, the band that is still exists. Like I sing some three, four songs but they were singing already before, you know, so there's a Tommy and Gina that they sing and they sing a lot of tunes and I don't even know the lyrics, you know, so they, uh, I, I mostly play percussion and do backing vocal and I sing some tunes with them, with Sergio Cinto. I love them too. I miss that people very much. In uh, there is Grupo Massa. Grupo Massa, it's me. It's another group that, Sergio Sinto, let's say, is really like Forró de Rabeca, traditional mm-hmm. Forró de Rabeca. In Grupo Massa, it's, um, you know, uh, uh, Forró de Rabeca with percussion, bass, and just percussion. Grupo Massa, Mike's, Mike, that also plays at Sergio Sinto, he plays a bomba too. Uh, 
he plays drums. He's really his his instrument is the drum. He's a really good drum, really, really, really good. So he plays for Hall really good on the drums, you know. So uh, 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 he plays drums, and um, since he plays drums, most of the time I play triangle. I play pandero. Um, you know, and we it's more there's the accordion play young, so it's more like accordion driven. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, when we play instrumentals, we also play a lot of like salsa instrumental, like salsa tunes. You know, I play bongos sometimes, I play conga, but I try to like carry a small set with me just bongo and pandero and triangle and cachichi and agogo. That's that's all I take with me, so that's when I'm with. Grupo Massa, I sing all the tunes that I sing all the tunes when we're not playing instrumental, I'm singing. Mm. And we like, you know, we have some compositions, you know, and we we didn't put out there, but we have like four uh, the streets lyrics that I wrote because Jan, the accordion has some music and Jan has some instrumental that are really beautiful. So we, we do a lot of covers, but we, we kind of uh, improvise a lot. Still, it's still like good for dance, dance, you know, like still for hall. Mike plays in a way that it not, it's really beautiful. That cause sometimes if you don't play, if you play drum set in for hall, and if you don't play right, it gets weird. <laughs> and, yeah, some, you know, some type of music even that is traditional mm -hmm. with percussion. Try to put a drum, and if you don't do it tastefully, don't don't sound good. Right. Yeah. So that's that's I I play zabumba, but I also play other things depending on the group and those between those two groups. And in one, I play most I play zabumba and pandero and do backing vocals and ganza and grupo massa. I mostly do pandero and triangle and in in the instrumentals I play pandero or play bongo. Yeah. That that's. That's my answer. <laughs> now, Bruno, you know, you were talking, you know, we've talked about how there's so much music going on in Pernambuco. What are you listening to now uh, that's coming out of there? Um, there's many things that are coming out of there. You, you know, the those people that I used to play that you guys know, mm -hmm. uh, Maciel Salu, Alessandra Leão. Mm -hmm. Renata Rosa, é, é, Claudio Rabeca, é, you know, these this people that I, they are always putting some news and good stuff out there. There's there's other new groups. Now there's like, for example, recently new, é, Academia da Berlinda, that they play a mix of kind of uh, Calypso, Cumbia, but there's a lot of like Brazilian, like Northeastern, uh, um, flavor. Um, there's the scene. It's really different now than it, it, it kind of already changed. You know, it's really different uh, from when I used to play with those folks. Um, uh, they, they, for example, Alessandra Leão. He doesn't even live in Pernambuco anymore. She's in São Paulo. Oh, wow. <laughs> you know. And uh, there's there's Flyda Fair, who is a girl that's really talented. There is um, um, Tiago Martin, uh, Tiago Martins. 
there's Juliana Holanda, um, um, there's a friend of mine, percussionist, um, Gil Sinho, Gilson Lúcio, and he's really good. There's another percussionist called uh, Lucas dos Prazeres, and all those people, they have like their own, um, their own project, you know. Um, it, it, it's funny because now they, they, a lot of these people that I mentioned, mm -hmm. uh, they still play traditional music, play for hard, they have, you know, they play in carnival sometimes, but they are in, in, a, in for example, if you're going to listen to a lot of those people that I mentioned, they also are, are like kind of composers, almost like playing modern music, you know, like it's it's not even just traditional music anymore. It's really like kind of pop, not pop music, MPB, you know, mm -hmm. the, the MPB, you know, kind of but not really like with the 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 format of MPB that we know those sambas and etc it's really kind of new like way of playing music in in like a lot of composers like focusing on the poetry in you know a lot of like um, activism in the lyrics too um you know so there's there's always the good things to listen from Pernambuco, Spock, Frevo. Mm -hmm. <coughs> um, you know, there is um, a lot of forró groups. Always there's a forró na caixa, that they're Sagarana, that they're my friends. They're really good. Uh, um, there's a lot of coco groups. Pandeiro do Mestre is a group that I play that I record, I recorded the album Pandeiro do Mestre too in, in, it's a really nice music. Uh, um, that, that's what I'll tell you, like just from brainstorming now, mm -hmm. uh, I'm pretty sure there's a lot more. You know who I really like because he kind of pushes buttons is, uh, is Silverio Pessoa. Cause he does like, there you go. <clears throat> he's always like, mm -hmm. uh, he got some crazy things going on, but keeping true to the tradition too. Yeah, that's what I'm. That's what I'm kind of was trying to say. Exactly, there's a lot of people doing really crazy stuff now, but trying to keep it through to the tradition. And a lot of them, in you know, they still do. You know, and it's in the carnival they're gonna be singing Frevo and San Juan. They'll be singing for home. Mm -hmm. They will still, you know, people got really. Um, the music in Pernambuco got really like, uh, it's really like uh, revolutionary and kind of avant-garde music, you know, uh, since this thing started with Chico Science right. and the Monk Beat movement. And it never stopped, actually. We had before Alceu Valença, there was mm -hmm. many other artists, Geraldo Azevedo, um, Elba Ramalho, um, many other artists from Northeast. Not, not, not to mention the ones that are that are not unknown and the ones that I forgot mentioning. There's there was always this really love for the local music, but with the monkey beat movement, that you had like a you know uh, it, it, a boost and 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 you know since then it hasn't stopped you know transforming itself. I think people still really con really connected with the tradition and <clears throat> you know. There's, you know, the traditional music is always there, but 
but at the same time, all the people that are musicians and trying to make it be professional musicians and etc., they are also like doing, like you know, doing really modern kind of stuff, you know. And some of them, some friends of mine that I used to play for hall only with them in coco and really traditional stuff, they are playing completely, you know, different music now. Super like. Uh, um, uh, uh, super like you know well composed stuff and well written music you know and in in that yes you you see the roots but it's really different so it's kind of <clears throat> it's it's been transforming itself really really um in a really like crazy way i think which is good i think there's always a different and new production right <clears throat> yeah can you tell us, you had mentioned the Hebeka earlier. My, it was my understanding that that instrument had become, it was quite rare for people to play it. Yeah, that too, for example, <laughs> it came back with the, I think it came back, you know, w- with the, the the wave of the Hmong beat movement in the beginning of the 90s. Especially Mesh Ambrosio, I think. I don't know if you guys heard Mesh Ambrosio. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Really good band that you have to listen to Mesh Ambrosio too. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure you know. Um, in Siba, it's very good artist oh, I love too. Siba. <laughs> exactly, Siba. Yeah, but he he was you know the singer of Mesh Ambrosio. There was other singers too, really good guys, mm-hmm. talented. I and I was lucky to play with the, all of them. I think I didn't play with uh, Ede. I think nah, maybe I did. Maybe I even play, you know, I, I end up playing with all of those guys, but in, in like participations and projects and or in just like, you know, jamming or. <clears throat> but Siba, uh, I think Mesh Ambrosio was really responsible for the bringing back of the Habek, you know, um, and together with Mesh Ambrosio, you know, they sh- that they. I think Mesh Bros used to see, they used to play, for example, when people in Pernambuco really like rock and roll and in really crazy, it's really an incredible place. So Mesh Bros was a psychedelic kind of band music. So and then I think Siba started to you know get interested in all the members. The members changed, I think, through time. And he got interested in Habeka in the traditions and he was, you know, a really good musician and and you know they 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 launched the first album that is really awesome. The first Mission Brasil album. They had some tunes that at least in Pernambuco everyone was singing, everyone was dancing. They were actually traveling a lot, coming to US, going to Europe, because it's really you know there's a Mission Brasil. They don't play only for hard. They play all kinds of stuff. They use the habeca in a very like versatile way. <clears throat> And, um, you know, I think with, you know, there was Siba, there was uh, Maciel Salo, another band called Chanchinello, really important mm-hmm. too, that Maciel Salo was part of that band, and Newton Jr., that is the, mm-hmm. the band, uh, Pandeiro do Mestre, the Pandeiro do Mestre is a uh, place, Coco. Um, and, you know, there was Siba, there was Marcel Salou, Renata Rosa came after met the Mesh Ambrosio, and she also came a little bit. But the Mesh is already, already there from decades, hundreds, you know, if not, you know, 
because the Rabeca tradition comes from the Cavallo Marinho, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> the Cavallo Marinho is that type of theater and dance choreography. There's a costumes and there's a um, there's a speech. There's you know there's there's a script that is you know, but it's really traditional. It's really like rural. Um, in Rabeca, you know, it's played in the Cavallo Marinho. You just have pandeiro. You have Baji, which is like a thing that looks like a heckle, but it's made out of bamboo. <clears throat> and you just have uh, Ganza, the shaker, you have Pandeiro, and the two, the heckle and the Rabeca. And it's really frenetic rhythm. And that's tra- Rabeca is really traditional mm. there. Rabeca probably came with the Moorish people, you know, from with the Portuguese, like the Pandeiro, to. And he got, you know, he got transformed, you know, throughout the time, you know, in the interior of the, of the state too, you know, because I think before we started the interview, we were talking like how, how much people came to Pernambuco, how many like, you know, in the beginning of, in the colony or in the 1500s, like um, 80% of the white population, they were like, uh, you know, uh, Jews converted to Christianism running away from the inquisition hmm. there was the indigenous people uh, 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 in Pernambuco of course already um, it's, uh, the Africans that came with the slave trade in in you know in the 1600s the Netherlanders they took Pernambuco the northeast of Brazil from Portugal and uh, you know it, it was a place where a lot of different crazy cultures met, you know, a lot of people that came from Portugal, they were Muslims, they were like Moorish people, right? <clears throat> so, you know, the Habeca, it's, it blended itself there and, and, and became traditional with Cavalo Marinho, and it's also used for like play for her a lot, you know, this Bali de Habeca, it's called Bali de Habeca, né? it's for her de Habeca, hmm. it's a great Mestre that is still alive. If you look for him, you find Luis Paixão. Um, you know, and there's other masters, you know, there's like uh, Luthiers, known in, in Pernambuco for making uh, Pitunga, né? known, known for making Rabeca. So it, it's, it, it was, it was brought back, I think, on that time with Mechambrosio, Marcel Salou, and you know, it was it was always there for hundreds of years, and, and, and it's, it's so so beautiful instrument and played in a different way too. Yeah, the sound is really cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's unique, kind of boxy sounding. Yeah, exactly. It's kind of rustic, kind of mm-hmm. and you play like double string. I think sometimes we, mm-hmm. violin we just play one string. You know, by by it, you know, don't. You can do a thing, but you normally do really clean. In Habeca, it's really dirty. You do double strings, I think. You can do double string, and it's really a magical instrument. Yeah, it's very cool. So, Bruno, we've asked you a lot of questions. Um, I'm wondering, is there anything we haven't asked you that you wanted, want to let our viewers or view? Why do I always say viewers? <laughs> that you like our <laughs> listeners know? <laughs> Because everything is Zoom now. Everything is Zoom. Yeah, we're watching you, by the way. Did you know that? <laughs> oh, really? Oh, no. I'm not going to joke. Okay, let's go. Yeah. 
I don't know. Let me see. I think you guys sent me a list here. Um, oh, well, uh, one of the questions that we usually ask is, is there, have you had a gig where it's, it's very strange or that's very memorable or something oh, weird happened? Yeah. Uh, I, there's many of them. <laughs> yeah. Sounds like there's Iowa one. might be one of those. <laughs> Iowa, yeah. Iowa, like I said, I'm not saying a live because because <laughs> <laughs> we require some, <laughs> some privacy, but <laughs> but um, there's many. Uh, um, oh, uh, you know. Um, one time I was playing, for example, in Pernambuco uh, with this woman that would, for example, would play uh, Cristina Maral. She'd play like a more like a, a different type of forró and etc. <clears throat> really good, good person. And we went to, we would play in a lot of uh, rural areas because forró is a really rural, you know, music. So June, July, um, August, you know. Actually, May, starting May, June, and July, you know, you, you th there's always a lot of hot parties in, in the interior, you know. So, we, I would, we would do like mm. in two months, um, we would do like, you know, like something like, you know, like 20 shows, uh, 30 shows, crazy thing like that. <clears throat> and uh, we went to play in a city called close to Pernambuco. Uh, Close to Recife, Jaboatão, because Recife, there's Olinda, Recife, Jaboatão. It's kind of a metropolitan area. <clears throat> so, you know, so there's a lot of poor areas, you know, like it's a poor state, uh, northeast, you know, it's historically. So we went to play in Jaboatão, in kind of a com community center. And so we were playing and we were playing kind of a, in a gymnasium, kind of, you know, like, I don't know, kind of a, a football field, like a basketball, mm -hmm. huge basketball saloon. <clears throat> and we were playing, but in the middle of the show, there was a, there was a problem there. And then some people started like to exchanging, uh, uh, shooting one in each other. And then oh, I had to <laughs> oh, it was really, you know, can you imagine in the middle of the song you playing <laughs> Whoa, everyone like dropped oh, the instrument. Man. I, I, I ran yeah, I, I went I ran behind like a, a PA that was like close to me and you know, but gladly there it was just nobody died. It was just like a someone trying to, to be a, a, a macho man or something <laughs> like that. And yeah. And so, you know, thank thankfully it, it you know it didn't end bad yeah. <laughs> because it could. Wow. Yeah. That's one of crazy one. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I can't, I can, let me think. Uh, there was one time that um, we, Quarteto Linda, we were playing a lot, playing a lot every week. And when it was Carnival or San Juan, we would really pack a room, you know, a tiny place. We would put like a thousand people. They they could not even they they had to be uh, like a in and out kind of you know thing because they they couldn't fit everyone there. <laughs> so and I was playing and, and you know 
there was, I think, a girl that saw me, and I think she thought, you know, nice, you know, it's for her. <laughs> yeah, we, this guy's not, he's playing. I like, I like, I like the guy that is playing. She decided that, you know. <clears throat> in, in, so I was playing, I, I was playing Ganza in a tune, I think. So, uh, and I was kind of distracted, and my friend Guga was in my side. I was kind of, you know, having fun interacting with him. But then suddenly I saw like this girl like jumping and trying to kiss me, and then I end up like falling in the stage. <laughs> uh, I fell, and, and, and I, gladly there was kind of a chair behind me, and I was able to sit. And, and I was like, whoa, what's that? <laughs> like, they, the four-hard parties would get really wild. They would play, I tell you, it was really tiny. Play. No, that, that was a special, weird thing. And then they made fun of me forever, of course. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and, you know, everything ended up well, too, in the end. <laughs> and I had a girlfriend, by the way. I didn't tell her because that would be a problem. <laughs> <laughs> funny for what i can for now that's what i can remember i if if, if i hadn't if, if we talk another day i can i can tell you some more <laughs> well, thank, thank you so much for uh agreeing to come on and um working through the technical difficulties and and talking with us we really appreciate it well thank you uh uh you guys for having me it's like such a pleasure to like to share my experience with you guys i don't think i've ever done such an intense uh i never share so much like i'm doing <laughs> with you i know you guys are doing an awesome job too <clears throat> um in the west coast right you both are in the west mm -hmm. coast and you know i feel really glad for you know for you uh, for diana for courtney for you know being playing Brazilian music and you know and being so interested in having this this theory and in you know being active in the community with the Brazilian music but that's just awesome for me for everyone in Brazil for all the musicians everyone that works with it that <clears throat> the masters everyone because you know you 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 you're bringing them alive here so you know thank you so much <clears throat> too for <clears throat> for doing this and for loving brazilian music and be, be always on top of it maybe more than me i think you sometimes i see you guys posting things i say what that's diana diana's all over it try to <laughs> So thank you, too. It's a privilege being here. Thank you so much, yeah. Bruno. Awesome. And thank you, Jesse. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, um, thank you for the patience, too, with the technical problems. And, and I, I hope to meet you uh, both personally sometime soon, and we can play and we can and have a drink and, and, and tell more stories together and have fun. Talk about yeah, Iowa. to take a... <laughs> Yeah, I gotta yeah. Hear, the, <laughs> hear this Iowa yeah, story. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. The Iowa, you, you just you don't you don't put, you don't tell. Okay. <laughs> what happens in yeah, Iowa yeah. stays in Iowa. <laughs> 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 well, thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to that conversation with Bruno. Uh, we hope you enjoyed listening. You can check out his links 
um, to his personal page on Facebook and Instagram. And he also has um, an Instagram Marika 2 Texas page. He also has a Marika 2 Texas Facebook page. Also, if uh, there are some of you out there that are into Marika 2 but no, don't know about this, we have a Facebook Marika 2 North America page where all the different Marika 2s um, in the country and actually out of the country uh participate um you know we post our gigs and and different um things like workshops that come around when we can actually <laughs> have workshops so check out that page if you're interested in um Marikatu. that's right uh, i want to give a shout out to reed flicked uh, we actually interviewed him in episode 26 but him and i had a really nice conversation about uh, where his group was headed before the shutdown and kind of what they're working on now with the shutdown. He's about to get married in August. So, congrats. Um, yeah, congratulations to Reed. And um, it's always good. I love checking in with you guys. Um, I love talking baterias and drums and everything. So that was just a fun conversation. So thanks, Reed. So you've probably already been doing this, but just um, to mention, there are really great conversations going on out there on Instagram, Instagram Live, on Facebook, there's lives, um, lots of our teachers and um, others uh, in the music field are doing some great conversations and one that isn't necessarily related to percussion, but like Teresa Cristina has been doing these nightly um Instagram lives and <laughs> she just draws all kinds of people like famous people that are just everybody's tuned into her she's kind of like the voice of Brazil right now every night she does an Instagram live and she's uh, hmm. one of my favorite singers and uh, she's just an awesome person so check um, out all, all those lives also on YouTube there's some great lives out there um, that are happening from I was just watching uh, one today uh, from Seski uh from Sao Paulo, uh, Fabiana Cosa, uh, one of our teachers at Brazil Camp last summer and one of my favorite singers, another female favorite singer, um, did a live and that was really great. So all kinds cool. of stuff going on. Awesome. Once again, thanks uh, to all those followers on Instagram and Facebook. We appreciate your patronage. <laughs> That's right. Thank you for listening, everybody. 